Nerd Bites time. Hello, John. We're back. Back with more bourbon. Uh, yeah, it uh, won't be the last one. No, it won't. This episode, we decided we were staring at a lot of bottles on location in Arkansas, and we thought, let's do some sampling of some pretty high-proof stuff and see what we think. And yeah. all of these are above 120 proof. And there are a lot of people that um, are not super into this kind of super spicy, high-proof stuff, but I think all four of these are pretty delicious. I think they were, too. And, I mean, it, and, and yeah, it just depends because sometimes you can get something that high and it's just you don't get any flavor. It's just heat. But yeah. with these, I think we were able to pick out some, you know, some really good flavor, and it wasn't just like, oh, my God, my mouth is on fire. Right. So the first one we did was the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac, uh, the 2017 one. And there's a lot of kind of, let's talk about history, but honestly, you can't really talk about Thomas H. Handy or Sazerac Rye without at least like discussing the development of the actual Sazerac cocktail, which is kind of important because that's what it's named after. Yeah. And the story kind of goes, Antoine uh, Pechard, Pechard, um, showed but showed yeah see it, it's french um yeah. eight, 1803 to 1883 is when this person was living uh he's a pharmacist and owned an, an apothecary on royal street in the french quarters in the french quarter in new orleans uh he was the creator of the now famous um say the name again Pichaud's. Pichaud's bitters and is often credited with inventing america's first first cocktail and this cocktail has 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 changed around and had different adaptations and ingredients and things like that, but it eventually becomes known as the Sazerac. It's delicious. And I actually have some Pichot's. And I, I could be pronouncing that wrong as well, but I have some Pichot's bitters in my basement at this mm. time. Mm. The most popular and largest coffee house at the time was the Merchants Exchange Coffee House. And it was built in 1836. The Merchant Exchange was located in the French Quarter on Royal Street. With a backdoor entrance on Exchange Alley, the establishment was owned by a spirits importer and wholesaler named Sewell Taylor. Taylor, being a shrewd businessman, only sold his imported products at the exchange. One of the most popular products was a cognac called Sazerac de Forge Epi. It's a fancy, I'm, I'm going to butcher that okay. also. Fancy French name. In 1860, right after he died... Um, Bird passed the Sazerac Coffee House's operation to J.B. Schiller, who was a local importer of Sazerac, um, Deforge, it feels cognac. <laughs> Schiller ran the Sazerac Coffee House until 1869 and basically made um, two crucial business decisions. First of all, he expanded the business's size to include the unit next door, and he also hired a young sales clerk named Thomas H. Handy. After the death of Thomas H. Handy in 1893, a financial investor in the Sazerac house named William McCoy, McCoy uh, reestablished the Thomas H. Handy and Co. The company had been working on a pre-mixed and ready-to-drink Sazerac cocktail before Handy's death. So jump forward many, many years. In 2006, the Sazerac company released the Sazerac rye whiskey that was produced at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. With classic packaging, this brand basically pays homage to the original rye whiskey of the 1880s um, that, uh, well, it's 
They claim it's the perfect, it's perfect for crafting the authentic Sazerac cocktail. And I don't disagree. Now you probably wouldn't use this one, but yeah. the baby Saz is perfect for Sazerac cocktails. So again, from the Buffalo Trace website, it's named after the New Orleans bartender who first used rye whiskey in the Sazerac cocktail. This uncut and unfiltered straight rye, rye whiskey, that is really hard to say, is bottled directly from the barrel just as it was over a century ago. Now we're talking about like the bottle itself. Yeah, and they continue, full of rich flavors, this authentic American rye whiskey is a symbol of the timeless history of New Orleans and the legacy of Thomas H. Handy. And it also says it's powerful, lush, and boldly spicy flavors of toffee, fig cake, and candied fruit, followed by mint, cinnamon, and clove. The finish ultimately reveals subtle notes of allspice, coconut, and nutmeg, and it's supposed to be long and warm. And it was. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So that's the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. Uh, The next one that we chose was the King of Kentucky, the 2019 release. So we'll go into a little bit of history on this and then some, some about the release itself. Established in 1881 as a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, Brown and Foreman bought the brand King of Kentucky in 1936, but discontinued it in 1968. Then, recently, in 2018, the King came back and as, as an homage to the brand's past with a 14-year-old bourbon. For the last three years, it's been a special release from Brown Foreman's single barrel inventory, unique every time. And they, quote, certainly hope they keep the tradition. Oh, I'm sorry. We keep the we, we, hope, they, we hope we hope they keep the tradition going because it's a it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. So, um, so given Brown and Foreman's 150 year history of crafting great Kentucky bourbon, it is a memorable event to bring back to life a long retired brand and introduce it to a new generation of aficionados, said Chris Morris. Brown and Foreman Master Distiller in a news release. He went on to say, King of Kentucky will provide whiskey connoisseurs with a rare look into Brown and Foreman's rich barrel archives. He keeps going. He's got a lot of things to say. He says, King is different from the other bourbons in in our portfolio due to the combination of heat cycling and long maturation. For example, the oldest Old Forester birthday bourbons were just over 12 years of age. King has averaged nearly three years longer in a heat cycled environment that's equivalent to another six years of maturation if the whiskey was aged in a non-heat cycled warehouse interesting stuff so for the 2019 release there were 29 barrels selected for the 2019 release that were aged for 15 years and the mash bill was 79 corn 11 rye and 10 malted barley here's what's pretty cool of those 29 barrels two barrels were completely dry and the That's last insane. one, in the last one, number twenty-seven yielded only six bottles. So basically, in a total, there were twenty-one hundred bottles for this release. Compare that to the mere nine hundred and sixty in the two hundred eighteen in two thousand eighteen, and the nineteen hundred in twenty twenty. I think that's. that's pretty, I, I think it's just crazy how few bottles can come out of these barrels because everything just completely goes evaporates. <clears throat> I mean, especially for you know. 2019 it was 15 it's a 15 year old bourbon yeah all right so we did the king we did thomas h handy sazerac our third was the e.h taylor barrel proof and this 
the H. Taylor Bear, Bear, or Bourbon is made with Buffalo Trace's mash bill number one that uses 10% or less rye as its secondary grain. And basically, it's the same mash bill that a number of the company's bourbons use, but it doesn't feature, or even though it doesn't feature an age, age statement, it's said to be about the same age as just basic Buffalo Trace bourbon. Which is about, I've heard, between like seven and eight years old. Yeah. Because they don't age statement a lot of stuff. Uh, and also from the website, uh, crafted from hand selected barrels, this bourbon is bottled directly from the barrel, uncut and unfiltered at more than 125 proof. It reflects the way whiskey was produced in the days before Prohibition when Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. was the owner of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, drawn from barrels aged in warehouses constructed over a century ago under Taylor's watchful eye. The taste is smooth yet powerful and uncompromising, just like its namesake. They also say the aroma of cooked berries meets the nose, followed by a rich caramel and slightly floral smell. The taste is bold and full of spice that fills the mouth with a distinct flavor of toasty vanilla, dried oak, and pepper. The finish is long and satisfying with the powerful rye character and lingering hints of fruit. Delicious. That's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> Finally, our fourth bottle is the Stag Junior, and we did the batch fourteen. Stag Junior is is very very tough to get. It's a limited release bourbon from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which again is uncut, unfiltered, and aged over eight years. So Stag Junior carries a little more oak, and many say it has a a closer flavor profile to that of Buffalo Trace bourbon than to its elder statesman, George T. Stagg. And they generally, you release this thing, the Stagg Jr., twice a year, mm-hmm. but it's pretty hard to get. It is hard to get. So also ripping from the website, George T. Stagg built the most dominant Amer- American distillery of the 19th century during a time known as the Gilded Age of Bourbon. Uncut and unfiltered, this robust bourbon whiskey ages for nearly a decade and boasts the bold character that is reminiscent of the man himself. It is rich, sweet, chocolate, and brown sugar flavors. They mingle in perfect balance with the, with the bold rye spiciness. The boundless finish lingers with hints of cherries, cloves, and smokiness. There, I, I'm glad, I, you know, we put down kind of the descriptions these websites are including because... One of the categories we added to this was branding. And because yep. of the way these bottles slash cases look, I think it's important to remember that they are, they're trying to sell this to us, even though it's so hard for us to find. They've got some pretty amazing brand statements, slogans, taglines, and then descriptions of what this thing's supposed to taste like for you bourbon aficionados out there. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Enjoy the tasting. And welcome back, Nerd Bites. Nerd Bites. My name's Justin. And my name's John. And with us, out of Mountain Home, Arkansas, on location, we've got the owner of the home, Jeff Orff. Hello. And our resident comedian, Pat. Hi. All right. (laughs) So We're back for round two. We're back for round two, and this probably won't be the last one. This is a special edition of Bourbon Tasting. We've got some pretty awesome bottles for you today, and today we are basically doing, um, well, we're kind of calling it the high proof uh, episode, but really it's just like the real fancy high alcohol content, hard to find bottles that we are bragging that we have, but we're going to sample and kind of talk about how they 
stack up. It's a fair assessment. High proof showdown. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, before we get into the categories, uh, let's just explain to you what we've got. The first bottle we've got, and obviously you guys feel free to interject some fun little tidbits as I read from the bottle. The first one is the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Straight Rye Whiskey, which is what we call a BTAC, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. This is barrel proof, and the alcohol content on this is a 127.2 proof. Did I cover it? You did. You did a great it. job. Okay. That is it. Number two, we have the king. The king. The king of Kentucky. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is a single barrel, and the proof on this is 64% by volume, or we'll call it a 128 proof. Mm-hmm. This is 15 years aged, by the way. Bottle number three out of 58. I'm just reading all these fun things on the bottle. Came from barrel 26, picks 36. 514, 2004. This is handwritten, too. Yep. That's yeah. pretty cool. Orf's got one from the same barrel. Yep. Ooh. Twinsies. Well, and what's cool about that one, um, so they only had 60 barrels, 65 barrels of that this year. Um, and... There were so many missing, like so much volume, the devil, you know, angel share in terms of evaporation, like we say. Um, they were only able to get 2,000 bottles. So, I mean, there's there's 2,000 bottles in the U.S., and Lambert and I each have one. Which well, that's, is, that was the 2020, and that's the 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the 2019. But the, a fun fact about that one is that that was barrel 26. Barrel 27 was the last one. They only had enough liquid in there for six bottles. That's crazy. For that a single that barrel. That's for insane. For a single, all of that, was the rest of the barrel was lost to evaporation, which is insane. Now, is that is that lost to angels or devils? Devils is what goes in the wood that you can't get back. Yeah, the angel right. share is what evaporates. Okay. Correct. Okay, there you go. Our third bottle is the Colonel E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof, uncut and unfiltered. And this is a 129 proof. This bottle comes to us courtesy of my brother, who didn't like it and gave it to me for some amazing brother reason. Lucky. Thanks. Lucky. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and finally, the highest proof bottle that we have, the Stag Jr. And this is a 130.2 proof. It's batch 14. All right. <laughs> so... So pretty cool. This is this is we got four guys at the table and um, we got four really really hard bottles to find, and all of there's one from each of us here. I was just going to say that. Which like, is pretty cool. Yep. One of these is. It's ours. pretty cool. That just happened by happenstance, uh, but pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going to break this down into categories. Um, we're keeping color, scent, and taste the same, but we decided that with some of these bottles that we're, we're tasting and we're just looking at, we got to throw a little category in there called branding or aesthetics. And what that means basically is label, logo, bottle, even packaging. Um, you know, how does this look on the shelf? And, you know, what would entice you to want to buy it? And so these are pretty freaking awesome bottles. We'll definitely have some pictures to share on the old Instas. Um, starting off first, it's for the Graham. For the Graham. Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. Again, this is a BTAC, 127 Point two proof. So let's talk branding. Orf, what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? So I love the BTAC bottles. Um, yeah, they 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 are probably the prettiest set of bottles. Um, you automatically know what you're looking for. Um, I also think I'm a guy that collects the actual caps on these and the corks out of them. Um, and all five of the BTACs have a separate 
cap, separate cork that matches the etched engraving on the front. Um, I, out of out of the 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 uniformity, it's a standard like old school bottle. There there's no there's no fanciness in terms of like they didn't do anything fancy about the bottle. Um, but I love love the lo- logo, love the label. You know exactly what it is when you see it. Um, I'm going nine. It is the tallest of the four that we've got here. And one thing about the bottle that we should note, and you can look at it, look at it online, is it's got like a transparent logo on the front of it. So you can kind of see like the, the whole yeah. Thomas H. Handy. Yeah, it's etched. It's etched in there, right, mm-hmm. which I think gives it a really cool look. And another reason why it's the tallest, it's got a little bit extra glass space at the bottom of it. It's got a deep base. Yeah, I was just comparing it to um, the E.H. Taylor and like even the Stag <laughs> and even the King. Like it's got, it's got a lot of glass at the yeah. bottom. So what's your score? Nine. Pat. So I'm going to respectfully disagree on that, and the, my Boo. reason is different. That, well, but, <laughs> hold on. So I, I love the BTAC bottles, the, the tall, skinny. I love them. They're great. They look great, and you know, especially when they're, they're full and they have liquid in them. The problem is once you're done with these bottles is that you, you want to display them or perhaps use them as an infinity bottle. The problem with these is that the etching is white, and the the label on the back is also has a white background. So when you have these empty and, and displayed, you actually cannot read what the bottles are. So the reason why that's why I would say I'd probably for that just for that reason I'd probably give it like a six. I love that detailed description. John. Very detailed, very detailed. This is tough. This is tough because yeah, like. A lot of the reasons that Orf said, like it's a BTEC, it, you know what you're looking at as soon as you, as, you know, you know exactly what it is, and you know how hard it is to come by. Um, I don't particularly have a preference between like a tall bottle or a short bottle. Like I just think like they either it's either it either looks good and it catches the eye or it doesn't. Uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go eight. So I'm, I'm going to throw something in real quick because now I feel like I've got to defend my nine. But uh, <laughs> the only reason I, I will tell you, because we're, we're going to talk about canisters and containers and all this stuff. You've never seen a bottle so pretty as when one of the B-Tacs is actually wrapped in the tissue in the, paper, in the paper that yeah. it comes with. Because yeah. the, the tissue paper is etched, is, is ink with the logo that's on top of the cap and it is just an absolute gorgeous presentation i i was lucky enough to come across a uh, handy that i've got at home that has the 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 wrapping paper around it it it's gorgeous well and we were looking today we saw a gts in the case with the the paper paper on it it was awesome not not for sale otherwise we would have had some negotiations happening but it was still awesome to see I think it's a pretty cool looking bottle. Um, I I think it will look even cooler with all of them next to one another, and that's not even from a collecting perspective. But I think it would like it, it like having the set mm-hmm. almost brings out the individual look to it. Like they, they you know what I mean? Like they the the they come together as a good Absolutely. whole. Yep. But I'm just saying on its own, I'm giving it a seven point five, which I think is a good score. Color, Orf. Um, so color on this one, it, there's a little bit more of a red. So high rye content, um, you get a similar thing with the wild turkeys of the world, the, the higher rise, um, uh, willet, those type of things. I love this color because I'm a rye guy. 
Um, so I'm going to go 8.5. Pat? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm probably going to go 7.5. It's a little bit lighter, but uh, that, that reddish color is, is really nice. Lambert, I'm going 8. Eight's across the board. Yeah, I'll stick with 7.5 on this one, too. And honestly, like, it's hard. I'm trying not to compare the ones that are sitting next to it but because I, I really like this color a lot. But I, I almost think that it could be a little darker. That's just kind of my own personal preference. But I do think it's a good. These are all awesome looking. Like, it, I wouldn't com- – let's put it this way. These numbers we're coming up now with now do not compare to some of the other ones we've looked at. So if you total it, it's just more about, like, what we do in per episode for me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Nose. Orf. I love, I love this nose. Um, this is this is probably one of my favorite bourbons. Um, anytime I can actually procure a bottle, I do um, when I run across it. Um, and this is one for me that there is a very distinct smell off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, than most bourbons uh i feel like kind of year in year out i've got i've been lucky enough to have three bottles uh all three different years and there's such a similar nose on all of them and and you kind of keep coming back to it it's almost like when you hit that that ecbp they they're all different but the nose is is distinct across the board so i i love this go ahead oh score uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. I, I love this bourbon. Orf. ECBP, by the way, means Elijah oh. Craig Barrel Pick. Yep. Sorry. And or if you actually you raised Barrel a good proof. point, what year is this? Uh, so proof. that's that's a that's a great question. Um, so the only way to find out what the years are on all the BTACs and all of the uh, Pappies are to use the laser code that's etched into the bottle, and you put it have to put it into the system on the website. Uh, and this one is a 17. Again, another reason why, you know, I that's one of the things that kind of knocked that, that uh, score down for me for marketing. Fair. Pat knows. Uh, this is really nice. Um, I'm, I'm not a rye person, but uh, I think this is in, deserves a, a, an eight. Lambert. Yeah. So I, th- I agree with the horse. The nose, you can, you know, it's a rye when you're smelling it. Like you, you instantly know that it's a rye whiskey, um, and you can probably instantly know that it's a high proof rye, rye whiskey because it does get a little bit of that ethanol. So, like if you get if you get your nose too deep in there, you're gonna get burned because it's well, it's a barrel proof and it's 127. I'm gonna go. I do like the nose on this a lot. I'm gonna go 8.5. Same for me. <clears throat> For all the same reasons. 8.5. Nose. Taste. Orf. I know you already got this queued up. Mm-hmm. You've had this score ready to go. I've been I've been I've been hitting this for a little bit over here. Uh I, I'm 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 going nine. This is this is just one of my it's one of my favorite bourbons. So yep. Pat? From yeah, I would say eight point five for it. Again, I'm not a rye person, but I mean you can anyone with a, a similar palette um would probably agree. Uh, is that this deserves that that higher, um, you know, higher score just because it's just it's phenomenal. It's really really good. John, John boy, yeah, I'm gonna echo that. I'm gonna go um, eight point five. I'm gonna go eight point 
three. Oh, there you go. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. I was going to actually say 8.3, and then I wrote down 8.5. So I'm going to say 8.4 just to not be the same as you two. But I, I same reasons as, as I, I appreciate and, I'll, and I'll go ahead and throw it out there to the finish. This finish is excellent. And it is, it has been, I, I took this sip way, be, I was, I took the sip when we were on color, when Orf was throwing his nose in this, in this, in this cup a long time ago. And it is still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been around for a long time. So I'm mm-hmm. saying eight, nine on that guy. Like it is, it's just hanging around, hanging around, hanging, hanging around. I'm going, I'm going 10. Uh, yeah. And, okay. and, and this is T to me. This is one of the Better reasons rule. why this is one of my favorite bourbons is I like a high rye content. I have not found another high rye content that has this long of a finish. So I'm going 10. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I'll go nine on the finish. The finish is phenomenal. Finish is better than the taste. You're talking about the the high rise. You know, Pat and I had a chance to to taste the um, the whistle pig, the boss hog, the Magellan, with the little samurai on top. Coolest and topper ever. Coolest topper in the world. Yeah. But the finish on this one, it just Surpassing. blows it out of the water. And that and that MSRP on that is twice. That Thomas H. Handy. Oh no, it's it's five times. Five times. Five times. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, finish on the for me, it's super long. Um, really complex. It's like a roller coaster. Um, I would say nine on it. So for those of you keeping score at home, grand total one sixty seven point one on the Tam Thomas Sazerac. Real quick, should have mentioned this before. What's the MSRP on this guy? Oh, Not good call. It's ninety nine dollars. Yep. And how much is the Secondary. Secondary. Uh, it's between three and four hundred. It's actually it's the lowest priced secondary, pretty consistently really? out of the BTAC. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably pay three if if you can get it. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Our second bottle is the king, the king of Kentucky. Um, I think I've already talked a lot about this already. Is there anything – the one thing we do need to make sure – so the first thing we're going to talk about is branding, right? Category 1, branding. Pat's going to start us off. What's worth noting is that this also comes in we've – we've been talking about what we call it. I'm calling it a barrel. It's like a tin barrel. What would you, you call it, Pat? Uh, canister. Or, or, or uh, canister. Canister. We, we, we started off calling it a sleeve, and then we changed to canister. So we agree tin barrel is the correct terminology. Got it. Okay. On to <laughs> – <laughs> Pat, what is what would you rank it for as far as branding is concerned? The branding is awesome on that. Yeah. Um, you know, from from the canister all the way down to the bottle itself. Um, e- even without the, the the fancy etching, um, the the label on the front and back is they did a really stellar job. Wax so, wax is always cool. Wax the, is the wax. The is wax cool. is cool. wax is always cool. Yeah. Well, let's. So those of who those of you who are not in the room with us, which is everyone but four of us, <laughs> the top is dipped in wax. The barrel, the bottle itself, is, it's it's shaped. It's a little bit like uh, you call that what conva- concave, mm-hmm. where it kind of like tapers tapers, tapers in, yep. mm-hmm. right? Um, and the label. The label is just a typical white label, but it's got like different edging on the top and bottom, and it's also handwritten as far as when the what bottle number it is, how long it's been aged, the alcohol and volume, and then the, the, and then lo- the all the barrel the and dates, all that stuff. It's all handwritten. Yep. The master distiller, I think that's a pre-sent. Actually, that might even be I think handwritten. The, as I well. think I think he wrote it as well. Yeah. Okay. So very number. cool. Nine, nine from Pat John. 
I might be partial because that's my bottle. Um, <laughs> king, king. Um, I'm gonna go nine and a half just because, like, may, all the reasons that you said, but like, king is the biggest word on the the, the mm-hmm. sleeve, the jacket, whatever, and the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it punches you in the face. It's so for a little history, like, they just they started doing this again. They they retired this for a while and they started doing it again in 2018. So they've only been doing it for three years. And by all the reviews, they keep getting better every single year. So 2018 was a 14 year. This is the 2019. This is a 15 year. I'm not sure if the 2020 was a 16 year. I didn't read enough about it because, well, I don't have it, but yeah. Well, and it should be noted too, that the handwriting is also on the, on the, on the outside, on the outside canister. Yep. Which again, it shows that personal taste. Listen, I teach, marketing and i mean as far as just overall brand consistency it does an excellent job like you know what you're getting when you get this bottle it, it it's a fun kind of playful logo but also like to your point lambert how big the word king that's the focal point and that's what it should be it that's doesn't great. it doesn't kind of distract you with all these other things that are going on we want you to know this is the king and that's the biggest font that we got going on here so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave some room for a possible possibly a, a, a higher number but I'm going to go with 8.8.8. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I've, I've got one, too. Um, I think it's probably one of the – it's very distinct. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like – there's so many bottles. You walk in a Total Wine and you're just – ugh, everything looks the same. That you know, um, They're trying stuff with square bottles. They're trying – all kinds of things. This is a really distinct packaging – I don't know of a bunch of other, you know, it's it's not all over the place. It's not it's not crazy. It's very just very elegant. Um, and so I'm going to go nine just because it's a it's pretty cool. Awesome. OK, so on to color. Now, I I've been kind of staring at this thing for a while, and I love that it's got a really deep auburn finish to it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one of the darker reddish type of bourbons we've seen today but also just in general right um i really like that deepness of the color so pat what do you what are you giving as far as the score yeah on this one um i would give it a nine i got a little floaty in there it's like a spider um but yeah nine a gnat gnat i'm gonna i'm gonna echo that i'm gonna say nine yeah i love the i love the color on this guy the the auburn call out was a good one um Probably you were saying it's one of the darker ones we've seen. It's probably because it's it's 15 years old, so it, it was in the barrel for a really long time. So you'll get that you'll get that color from it, but nine for sure. I'm going higher than the previous one, but I'm not going to go super high because I want to leave room. But it's pretty darn good, so I'm saying eight point. Uh, I'm going to go eight point six on this one. Orf, um, <clears throat> the color's great. The way this bear, the way this bourbon coats a glass after you swirl it, um, it doesn't. There is, it doesn't even dissipate. It literally takes a second for it to come back down the glass. Just sticks. Um, that's awesome. I, 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 there's very few bourbons that have that ability. Viscosity. There, I love it. Big Viscous. Words, big words by Pat. Viscous. Love it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I feel like a broken record. I'm going to go nine. Um, it's big. It's good. <laughs> On to said. the nose. 
Pat, you're going to start us off here with the old nose. So, yeah, on this one, it's super complex. I love it. Um, I would give this a 10. Man. Lambert? I'm not going to go 10 because, I mean, I, I do love it. I'm going to go 8.8. So I that's a good number. So I so I like it because it's got it's got that really like strong smell to it. But it's not like watering my eyes, which I think is a good thing. Like I like the harder proof stuff, but it's also not like so overwhelming or like what the heck is that? That's straight mm-hmm. alcohol, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Um so that's for me that means I got to go with nose. I got to go with like a 9.2. Like it's it's pretty high up there. Orf um, I, I'm a scotch guy. And one of the reasons why I really like scotch is there's so much variability when you smell a scotch based upon where, where it's bottled with the water, all that stuff. This is to me is one of the few bourbons to where it is super complex on the nose. You're not just like, here's what it is. Here's it. It keeps evolving. And as it sits there, it, it, it changes and it gets bigger. I love this. Uh, I'm going to go eight, five on the nose on this thing. Um, just cause it, it's, it's strong. It's a strong contender. All right. So now we got taste and finish and feel free to do the same, both at the same time or not. Yeah. So taste for me on this one, um, I would give it a probably 9.5. Pat, what's the proof again? Uh, it's 64%. It, 100, okay. 128. And the finish is super long. Um, I, I would say 9.5 on, on both marks. Lambert. So I'm going to give it a little bit. I'm going to give it a little bit higher marks on the taste as opposed to the finish. The finish is long and the finish is phenomenal, but I do like the taste more than the finish. Super yeah. complex. Um, when you talk about, like, whenever, whenever you hear, like, listening to, you know, bourbon podcasts, like, this one is slowly turning into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and other things you hear about mouthfeel. This is what I think about when I when someone says mouthfeel, I think of this. Out of all the things that I've had, it's just it like it coats the glass and it coats your mouth and it coats your throat and it's just it's beautiful. The oily oiliness. The, yeah, the the oiliness. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go nine point five and nine. AKA Kentucky Chew. I kind of echo those sentiments. Like I, I, the taste for me is way better than the finish, and this tastes better than the for me the Sazerac did. This is one of the better tasting, just off the like right off the bat, the initial taste with it. The finish is good, but it doesn't stick around. It, it, it kind of, it really, it goes in waves, but it's not as I think like long lasting, full flavor as the the handy was. No, I agree with that, and that's why I, I gotta I gotta go lower than I did with the handy on finish with an 8.4, but I'm going to go higher on the taste with a 9.1. What did I go on the handy for the finish? You said 9. Uh, knock my king finish down to 8.5, because I do agree that I think the finish on the handy is better than, better, longer, a little more complex than the king. At least that's my opinion. I feel bad. I need like a big screen so you can see the scores. That'll be the next time we do this. I'll pull, anyway. We'll get fancy. That's for that's for us to, to discuss. I like it. Orf. Taste, finish, go. Uh, I love the taste. Um, from a finish perspective, I feel like all I really get from a finish is is a lot of heat that sticks around. Like it's not, I'm not, it, it's not the finish like I had on the handy to where like. It's the same taste the whole there's time. There's flavors there, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I get a consistent like 
pepper in your mouth. Pepper spice. The whole time, right? So um, I love the flavor on this. I think it's incredible. Um, I think it's a, it's a 9 to a 9.5. So let's go 9.25. Um, so good. I, I'm going to go. So good. I'm going to go 8.25 on the finish just because mm-hmm. it's not complex. It's incredibly long and it's there. It's just that it's there. Yeah. You know, you know why I I like this one? I rated it high because in comparison to all the other bourbons I've tasted is that this is really unique. It's there's an earthiness to it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of you know like a really good Bordeaux is what it reminds me of. If you can be more intelligent than us and you see 3 on the shelf, don't just buy 2, 4. We left 2 behind. We like left, we left 2 behind when we saw it. So Pat and I are the cheapskates. We get it. <laughs> do we want to talk about that? Did we did we mention MSRP? We did not. We did not. What's the MSRP on this? Two fifty. Two fifty, which is what we paid for it. And what does this thing sell for on the secondary? Eighteen hundred to two thousand. That was the thing that made me mad because I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to actually drink this. It. I'm flipping this sucker like as we're in the car still on the way off. <laughs> so oh, it was it, totally so worth the, it. Here's opening the reason it. why I didn't pull the trigger on it. Right, um, our our hunt was specific to things that I like to drink and will open. So my mentality was not in that mode as far as like, oh, what can I do with this to, to flip it, right? Yeah. We could have flipped it for basically a set of BTAC. Sure. For the most part. Yeah. Stupid. Like, it just... Yeah. Well, and then... Or if you said you texted some friends of yours and they went back later that day and gone. the other two were gone. gone. Right. So well, it didn't... We They we, had put them out. The guy said he put them out that day. Right, so he put them out. That Those morning? four bottles were gone, and yeah. we were there. We got there at nine we o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah, we were there as soon as they opened. We yeah. we stopped at the Panera. We got ourselves a coffee and a sandwich, and then we we were those guys that were waiting for the liquor store to open at nine a.m. <laughs> we weren't the only ones, and all we fairs. were not. We no, were also we were. not the first ones in the door. <laughs> right. Bottle number three, Colonel E. H. Taylor, barrel proof, courtesy of. Mr. Uh, Matthew, Brother Hildebrand. A.K.A. The Prince. The Prince. Colonel. Following the king, ironically enough. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) let's talk about branding as far as this is concerned. And Orf, you're going to – I'm sorry, Lambert, you're going to start this one off. Tell us a little bit about maybe the ranking you think you give this bottle. So, so for for those of you that don't know, uh, Colonel E.H. Taylor, they all come in a a similar – they have the the sleeve – the the tin the whatever you want to call canister. it the canister all of them so there's several different variations but all the variations come in a canister uh, I'm a fan of the canister it's got a lot of writing on it um, you take it out the bottle itself it's very distinct it's taller it's also that concave where it it, very, it tapers slightly not not so much as as much as the king but it does taper I love the packaging of E.H. Taylor. I'm we're gonna, we're gonna call that convex. Okay. Goes was, in. Was it convex, man? I don't well, know. Well, kind of depends. It, it goes in, but it comes from out to in. Okay, it depends. Concave and convex are, are confusing. Let's depending just, on let's where just, you're looking let's at. Let's just use taper. It goes from big to small. It tapers. It tapers. It tapers. It tapers. Because yeah. high school was a long time ago. Big I'm gonna go nine because I, I love the Biggie packaging small? of E.H. <laughs> Taylor in general. Yeah, uh, I. I I think this ten is freaking cool, and there's there's a really couple cool things about it. Um, I think the Similar to the way that I think the Thomas Handy, all of them next to each other, would be freaking boss. I think all of these guys next to each other, 
because it's got this again branding 101 the huge yellow label that stands out against mm-hmm. you wouldn't if you think if someone were to describe this these colors to you green yellow and like brown be like that is fucking terribly ugly but somehow it works it's just that that yellow just label pops out on the canister got this fun little sketch yeah, of, i'm assuming got the picture of i'm assuming this is the kernel that's, that's the kernel. and that's the and that's the barrel house it sells let it says let the label there's a lot of text on here it's kind of fun let the label tell the truth this is not accidental it's fundament, fundamental and again back to the king i love the time the fact that they've written it they've handwritten what mm-hmm. the alcohol percentage is and what the proof is um on the container and also on the bottle so this is one of my higher ratings i'm going 9.4 9.5. 9.5. You're spot on with how cool they look in a liquor cabinet when it gets opened. So I've got four of the E.H. Taylors next to each other, and they are just gorgeous. So for anybody that doesn't know, it's the exact same label on all of their stuff. Uh, the only thing that is changed is instead of where the writing is on this one, all the other ones say bottled and bond because they are all 100 proof with the exception of this guy. Um, And instead of the label at the top, it says whatever it is, either small batch, single barrel, rye. They do warehouse survivor, tornado survivor, warehouse C, which is the one coming out this year. Um, Four grain. grain. Marriage, 18-year marriage. And so this is where, to me, I'm going to give these guys a 10, and this is why. Um. You know that bottle and that container from 150 feet away. Agree. Mm -hmm. They also create such a buzz for the bottles that are not in their standard queue, which is single barrel. I'm sorry, small batch, single barrel, rye. Barrel proof is one of their, for a long time, was like one of their regulars. It has become allocated and impossible to find. Um but they had one that was tornado. There was a tornado three years ago. Uh, it bunch, was bunch of 2006. Oh my God. I read the story Wait, that old. It Jesus. was, yeah, it was that old. Yeah. Um, uh, they made it. They kept those bottles barrels. They bottled them and they're now selling for 2,500 to $3,000. Oh, that's a uniform. They put, they put barrels back in the same spot. And the ones they're releasing this year are called warehouse C. It's got nothing, no no elements, no anything. It's just in the same spot where these like coveted barrels were, and we're never going to see anybody. These guys are marketing geniuses. It's a ten. Yeah, I, I should mention too, and then we'll get Pat's number. Another thing that does change is a few words, but also like the colors. The color of the writing. Color yep. Of the writing. The Not small, all the writing. The small batch is yellow. The barrel proof is a different color and like yep. depending on the brand it's a different color it's text. what it is and it's also the signature on the main logo mm-hmm. is different color yep. so it's either red or pink or beige or whatever it is but this one's green and i'm changing my score i'm going 9.5 consistent yeah, that brand consistency I would agree with, with lambert to 9.5 on that um i have three of these side by side displayed in my in my house and um uh, i mean it does a great job if you had you know let's say 10 of these in a row like it would it would look really pretty at your bar You'd be a genius, too, because you'd have them all. Exactly. (laughs) All right, let's get into the actual bourbon itself. Color, Lambert, you're starting. The color on this one, it's, it's, honestly, it's not as deep as I thought it was going to be. Like, and 
I mean, for uh, for 129 proof bourbon, you right. think it would be a little darker, right? Uh, you think it would be a little bit darker. So, um, I mean, again, it looks great. It just doesn't. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight on the color, just because. I mean, it looks just like a kind of like your standard bourbon. And you know, I've I've actually never had this before, so this would be great for me. But um, yeah. I, I'm saying 8.3. I like the color better than the Sazerac. I like it less as less than the King. So I got to go kind of split the difference for me. Yep. 8.3. Orf. I'm just sitting here swirling this thing in the glass. And, I mean, it ends up turning into massive. They're almost the size of tears as this thing comes about. It is just, it's really pretty. Uh, it's that gold scotch color. That you get down in the eyelids. It's not the yellow at the top. Um, I, I like the color. I like how well it coats the glass. Visually, it's pretty. Um, I'm, I'm going to go 8.5. It's it's not, to your point, it's not as, as I'm sitting here staring at a couple of the others over there. It's not as dark as you would imagine. But I'm excited because of that, that coat. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Pat? Yeah, I'm probably going to be a little bit lower. I would say 7.5 on this one. Um uh, I, I'm surprised that it's it's this light, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I agree. So now we're into nose, taste, and finish. So, Lambert, we're going to start us off with the nose. I can just say right now that I like the nose. It smells. It's very it sweet. It smells fantastic, isn't it? Like you would not. I, this does not smell like a yeah. I mean, super I, high proof bourbon. I I get a tinge of ethanol a little bit, but yeah, for the most part, it is surprisingly sweet for something that what is 129 proof yeah i'm going spoiler alert i'm going higher than i did on on the king barely 9.3 i said 9.2 in the king 9.3 for the e.h taylor for what did did i say on the king you said for smell 8.8 it's because i think it's got a little bit more sweetness to it i'm just shocked that it smells that sweet i know it's going to be freaking know how high it is in content that's tough because it, it, it is a it is a good nose i'm gonna echo it i think it i think i, I like it just as much as i i enjoy the nose on the king so i'll go 8.8 on this one as well Orf. uh so they call this i mean nickname on this is bourbon candy right and and that it's be fair that's your nickname for this no no I, no, honestly honestly i mean like that's <laughs> that's the that's that's what you read a couple reviews and that's that's what they call it and i don't i really don't understand how it's that sweet but man it just it kicks you now you get your nose in there and you're you're cool. gonna you're gonna pull back a little bit oh like yeah the further absolutely. you get in there it it, it gets real hot but mm-hmm. um i love the nose on this um being a rye guy it is really sweet so i i am gonna go eight five because there's not there's not the heat there's more of the ethanol so yeah, I'm the same. I would probably give it an eight, though, for for me. All right, on to on to the taste. And Lambert gets to go first, and this is the first time he's tasted it. Have you guys tried it before, Pat Orf? I've got I've got it. You have a bottle, that's right? I've not. No. Okay, so this is the first time you're getting a sample as You've well. You've not tried this? Hmm. Well, look at that. I'm disappointed. Happy day. <laughs> Four grain. Okay. I finished that. <laughs> Any any taste scores from anyone really? <laughs> Sorry, we're too busy drinking. <laughs> Justin, move it along, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing, yeah, all right, 
<laughs> Taste-wise, so, for... Go ahead, Pat. Okay, so for me, um, it's a little too sweet for me, um, but I love the, the coat and the, the finish, too. So taste, I would probably give it a 7.5. Okay. John? You doing finish, too? We can do both, yeah. Sure. Um, I like the finish better. Um, I would say 8.5. I was just going to say the same thing. This is another one of those. Well, we, we've said it before where I like the finish more than the taste. The taste is still good, but I enjoy the finish better. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 8 and 8.5. I... I actually like the finish just as much as I like the taste because I like I, I I'm surprised at how sweet this is with how strong it is. Nine taste, nine finish. This this thing's the definition of a Kentucky hug. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's you you get that sweet finish that's in there. There's a lot on the flavor profile, but it hits the back of your throat, your tongue. It just it stays there. I 100% agree. Huge surprise with. Pat and mine's flavor profile, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm going eight on the flavor. I'm going nine five on the finish. I, oh, it's, wow! It's I've been taking I've, it up a notch. Well, I I took my drink when Pat was scoring, and it's still there. Oh, I agree. It's still with me. And yep. it, and it, it's not just a heat. There's flavor there. Yeah, which that's that's impressive. I would 100 percent agree. So the E H Taylor. MSRP is $75. Secondary. Mm-hmm. How much is that thing going for? 350 to 400. If you can find it. 350 to 400. If you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I just experienced the matrix where the black cat walked through twice you guys. Right. If you can find it. If, if you, you can, can find, find it. it. $75. <laughs> I was away from the mic. <laughs> I apologize. Um yeah. So this is one of the, honestly this is the one of the only bottles I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think I've seen yours. Mm-hmm. But this is number 2 and that's it. Oh. Yeah. You don't find this anywhere. Pretty happy to have it on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, even when I was on the secondary websites and I got off because it just bothered me and freaked me out that somebody was going to come arrest me from ATF. But um, <laughs> those those were usually the requests that came through. Somebody was looking for that, and they wouldn't get filled. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Blanton's people look for their birthday. Same with Henry, Henry McKenna. They're, they're looking for a birthday. I um, have one. And... People would ask for barrel proof, and it just nobody's got it. It's crazy that it's it's a unicorn that's out there, and it's, it's obviously based on scores. It's pretty darn good. Speaking of hard to find, our fourth and final bottle. This is the Stag Junior Baby Stag. Baby Stag. Yeah, baby. <coughs> Category I want my one. My baby back, baby back. So let's talk about this bottle. So first of all, it's a short little guy. It's a short little squat son he, of a bitch. He's just a little guy, and um, it's it's got a well, you know what. I think Pat's probably going to describe this better because I'm sure he's. There's an emotional connection. He's there very for Pat. excited about yeah. it. Yeah. So th- this is like one of my absolute favorites, um, Stag Junior, and and the bottle is very recognizable. It's just a stumpy, cool looking bottle. Um, it's got a little girth to it, and uh, I, I like the. <laughs> makes your hands. Makes your hands. Look I think good. I used the wrong term here, guys. The antlers. No. <laughs> so the the. Uh, the etching on the front is really cool. Um, it follows the same um, styling as the the B-Tax, but 
the difference is the George T stick. The it's it's reverse. So the the label on the back, um, the the backing on it is black as compared to white. So, um, and the etching is white. So, um, you get that contrast. So, regardless if you have it filled or not, you will still be able to read it. Um, but in general, it's just it's really cool. Yeah, and I was told earlier the the top, it's got a gold logo of their antlers, and then the 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 cap itself is black, but on the the Papa stag, it's the opposite. It's a gold it's gold bo- yep. gold yep. cap and then the black um, stag. So I'll start, and I am giving this a 9.3. I personally think it's one of the coolest bottles out there. I do th- I, don't, I, I like the H. Taylor a little bit better, but this is freaking cool because it's so unique. Like, you don't see this type of bottle, especially in, like, a pretty high, like, quality bourbon. Sought after. Yep. Sought after. Mm-hmm. Just to mention, it is 130.2 proof, by the way. Or what number are you uh, giving this guy as far as a ranking? Uh, in terms of ranking, so my, my my thing is is that we talked about the marketing along with it and everything else, right? Um, so I, I'm going to go nine five because I don't think that it's from us from just a standalone perspective, it's incredible. It's a gorgeous bottle. Um, it's like Pat said, it's super recognizable. They've done a great job. Uh, anybody that's a hunter wants a bottle of this to put a, it's just a cool looking bottle. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they've got it figured out as much as EH Taylor in terms of how they market it across the board. So I'm going nine five for an individual bottle because they don't have to do any marketing. Everybody knows what the hell it is. Right. So right. I'm going nine five just because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the whole package with the EH Taylor for me. John boy. Kind of echoing him a little bit so i'm just gonna go about nine two because again all the same reasons it's a cool looking bottle um you know exactly what like the antlers are just right there um i like that like the topper is fantastic it's got a i mean even the cork had a good pull on it when we when pat first opened it um exactly uh but you know just the other two just a tad better pat yeah, for me, I mean, again, it's just the bottle. So in comparison to, you know, the with uh, the the Colonel and, and the King is like they had the, the canisters and, and um, this is sort of lacking on that. But I'd probably go with a nine on that for them. On to color. So I'm going to start. This is my favorite color of all of them because it's so deep. It's just such a dark. I mean, I don't even want to call it red. It's almost got like a brownish color to it. Um you can just see this, like, I mean, it's almost like charcoal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm oh. not even describing that very well. But it almost looks like oh, a co- it looks like a coffee liqueur. It, it honest, really does, honest yeah. to God. I mean, like, yeah. we we stopped at a place, uh, Judicious Spirits hashtag um, today, and they it's, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how use hashtags. It's hash brown, isn't it? Hash browns. Hash browns. Hash browns. But they had they had a couple of coffee liqueurs that were clear, and I mean, that's that's the color. It's it's that dark. Coffee is a, be- a good color to describe it. Yeah. Well, light coffee. Nine for me. Orf. Nine. Pat. Nine. John. Nines are That was the, the best board. thing that's ever happened. All right. Boom, on boom, to, boom, boom, boom. On to the nose. Nine, nine. Oh, the nose. The nose. And so this one has like a... This one like makes Jesus. my... Kicks teeth. This one made my eyes water a little bit. Well, I just yeah. took a big old whiff in. Yeah. Don't get your nose too deep in this one. Yep. And I don't hate it. But I'm said. also not going to put it as high as all the other ones. Can I just can I can I pause here and just tell you how 
proud I am of you guys and how far we've come. We've yeah. gone from like, I like Jim Beam and my Coca-Cola to, <laughs> hey, man, this like 100,000 proof bourbon is really hot, but I'm, I don't hate it. Yeah. Lambert's trying Turkey 101 again. I just God, God, Jesus, you, that was a big step. <laughs> you guys, that, was, that was a big step last night. We should, we should mention proof on this one is 130.2. Yep. I don't know if we said that. I probably did. 8.6 is my score. Batch 14. Or Bat, batch 14, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going eight. Um, the nose is is crazy hot, um, which I enjoy the profile when you get something from a nose. You can pick some things up. It's really hard to pick anything up over it. I still love it. Uh, I, I like the like the nose. Wish there was more there because it's just real. It's pretty strong. Pat, yeah. For me, I pick up a lot of. Th- I don't know. I just. I don't know. Uh, I, I pick up. Well, you drink it like water. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're used to it. Yeah, you know, there's, there's daily. a lot of like brown sugar in there. Um, I would probably give this a nine. I, I like, maybe it's just because I'm impartial to it, but uh, I, so, I like it's it. It's okay, man. I'm going 8.5. I do like the nose on it. Yeah, you get a little, you get, you get your nose too deep, you're going to get burned. But overall, like for as high proof as, as it is, same with the kernel, like, it's still surprisingly sweet for being that high of an alcohol content. Yeah, that's true. All right, so now we are on to taste, and we are on to finish. So here's where I'm going to go with this. I I think it's really hard. This is really tough for me. I, I think the finish for me, this is one. Of the, this is the best finish out of all of them, and it's because of it, it comes and goes in, in a good way. And I don't taste the burning sensation. It's a nice warmth, but it's also no. like the flavors. So I got to go finish higher than all my other finishes, the which I think the highest finish I had was for the E.H. Taylor. So I'm going to go with uh, with a little bit higher than that, 9.1. But my taste, though, I don't put it higher than the King. So I'm going to have it a tie with E.H. Taylor with also a 9. I feel like you're at an advantage that you can see all the scores. You guys can ask scores whenever you want. I feel like that's a real downplay and a bummer to the people at home. So I'm just going to wing it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just What's what's the what's the highest score I had for finish? Did I have a 10? You had a 9.5 and that was the EH Taylor. Okay. Um no, no, you I'm sorry. The Sazerac was a 10. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh I'm going to put this so that that's probably one of my favorite bourbons, uh the Sazerac. This is awesome. Um I actually like the finish more than, to your point, more than the taste. Because to me, um, when it hits my tongue, I get a ton of heat right right up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you muscle through it and, and take the ride, and all of a sudden it, it's coming back, and I feel like the heat is immediately gone. Mm-hmm. And I get brown sugar. I get almost like a coriander. There, there, there's almost like an orange spice that comes back with it too. Uh, I, I really enjoy the finish. So I, I'm going to go with a 10 on the finish and on taste. I'm going 8.5 because it's just, it's, it's really hot. It's, it's the highest proof we've got, right? This is, this is the highest proof out of the four we're, we're tasting today. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's that way for a reason, right? I mean, that's, 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 this is one of the reasons why, it's so coveted is because that's that's magical that somebody can do that. I I, I don't understand how you can have the roller coaster like that. It's phenomenal. Yeah. 
Pat. I would go nine and ten. Like this is really good. And keep in mind too, right, that the the batch are are they could be different. All could vary. This is this year is, to year. This is the hottest one. Yeah. Right? No, no. I've had one thirty two, which is batch twelve or thirteen, something like that. Okay. I think was the hottest. Wrapping it up, John. So I think on I'm gonna go eight point five and nine. Okay. Solid scores. Okay, let's do a real quick recap while everyone's here. So if we can get some last thoughts. Well, let's talk about, did we talk about MSRP? MSRP for Stag Jr. is? 60. And secondary? Uh, Between 150 and 200. 200, yeah. All right. So real quick numbers overall. The the king has the highest ranking with 180. The king. 0.4. The king. Okay. Stag Junior one seventy nine point six. Jeez. E. H. Taylor one seventy three point four. Pretty close to. And then finally the Sazerac one sixty seven point one. But again, that's that, that's within thirteen point three points. Is how close yep. they are. Now here's what's fun. They're all fun. They're all good. Orf, which one do you think you gave the highest rating to? Uh, King. You are. You have chosen poorly. Oh. <laughs> Thomas H. Andy? Thomas H. Andy. Okay. It was, I knew it was one. close. Pat, what do you think you gave the number one ranking to? I would say Stag. You actually said the king. Oh, interesting. By one point. I was going to say king. It's pretty close. I Mine was E.H. Taylor. Wow, wow. Mine was E.H. Taylor, but it was by like less than a point. By point. F- I don't know. Over what? By, by one point. Over to the, the king. king. What do you think yours was, Lambert? King. Yours was, in fact... The king. All right. But it was pretty close, though. What was what was second? Second for you was the Stag Junior, 44.2 to 45.3. That's, that's Very yeah. close. Here's another category. Right. What do you think is the number one branding? E-H, I'm going to say E.H. Taylor. E.H. Taylor, E-H yeah. Taylor by a, a, good, a good amount, a couple Lance points. Yep. yep. Number one color. Either king or stag. King or stag. Stag edged out King by point oh four yeah. or by, by point four. Sorry, oh, the, good the, lord. The cough, the nose. White coffee. What do we think? The nose. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would say probably barrel. Just because of how. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually the King. Oh, I would have really, really close. Uh, Stag Junior was third. H Taylor was second. Yeah. Taste. King. King. King's got it, and finally the finish. It's either the handy or the stag. I'd say handy. I'm going to go handy. It was Stag Jr. Wow. <laughs> but pretty close. What was what, what was the, what, what was the, the handy difference? second? Uh, like a point and a half. Okay. <clears throat> point oh. and a half. That was fun. I got to tell you. That was I mean, that's a, that's you're a looking tough at, line. You're looking, you're looking at four bourbons that if anybody walked into your house and was like, check what I bought. Yeah. People would lose their mind yes. that they got to try it. And we just got four bottles that people you, don't even see on a shelf. You don't get yeah. it. That's pretty cool. Guys, this was fun. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully, everyone learned something that's listening. Uh, also, you know, consider the MSRP secondary. Um, you know, maybe don't buy those bottles like crazy on MSRP so we can ble- bring those prices back down for the rest of us normal be, people. No, 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 secondary. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't buy them on secondary for those crazy prices. That way, MSRP evens itself out. Supply and economics. Supply and demand. I'll Gun, I'll guns, I'll, guns and butter. I've got a whiteboard. I'll explain, oh, I get it. I'll explain okay. to you after we're done, Pat. Why don't you um, just say that? Check, check, guns and butter. Again, check these out. They're amazing. If you have a chance to check out the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac, the King of Kentucky, the Colonel E.H. E. Taylor, Barrel Proof, and finally 
Stag Jr., you will be not yeah, you will not be disappointed. I'll edit that out. Nerd um, bites. And until next time. Don't edit that. You're right. These are pretty high proof, so yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. These are, these are high proof. That's the worst I do. It was a good episode. My tongue hurts. Re- recap <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> bye bye. Nerd, Nerd bites. bites. Nerd bites. All right. So that was the, our high proof tasting, pretty spicy stuff. Were you surprised at all by these results? No. (laughs) Let's break down these bottles real quick and then with the price. And then I think that that, I mean, I'm not sure that always tells us everything, but here it kind of does. The Sazerac, the Thomas H. Handy, is 99 bucks a bottle, about $3.94 per ounce. The King of Kentucky, $250 per bottle, which comes out to roughly $9.86 per ounce. The A.H. Taylor barrel, barrel Proof is 75 bucks a bottle, roughly $2.96 per ounce. And the Stag Junior is only 50 bucks per bottle, which is roughly $1.97 per ounce. If you can find it at that price. Yeah, so well, let's talk about where we found these. I think that's kind of a fun little little backstory. The Sazerac. That was Orf's. So Orf. God knows where God knows where he found it. Orf was able to procure that a while ago. This was not a new bottle. He just happened to pick up. He's had it for a while. Mm-hmm. The King of Kentucky. We found that on we found that in the case in Total Wine. Well, we, so Orf Orf and I both have one. We both bought one. Yeah, but that was we were on our our bourbon hunting trip in November, and that was the first stop that we made. And we looked in the case, and Orf saw it, and he well he was the first one to see it, and then he got one, and then I said, okay, well I guess I'll get one too. Yeah, and I should have got one as well, but I, I would. There were four in there, and we should have bought all four. But yeah, I don't think any. Like I didn't know what I was doing, and at that point, I was like, I'm not spending two hundred fifty dollars on a bottle of bourbon. But in hindsight, I should have spent five hundred dollars and bought, bought the two that were left. Um, the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof—that is another fun story. My brother just happened to have this sitting on his shelf, and I <laughs> asked him, "Do you like this?" He said, "No," and then I said, "Can I have it?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> so that was. How I got that, and that barrel proof—that's a tough one to find, man. I, I haven't even seen—I've seen these other ones on shelves. I've never seen that thing on a shelf. I've seen. I've never range. seen any of these on shelves. Well, uh, no, well, I've seen the Saz. Well, obviously, I've seen the King, but yeah, yeah. barrel proof never in Stag. I don't know if I have or not. Well, well, how'd you get the Stag Junior? Um, Megan got it. All right. So <laughs> basically. Uh, Megan has a friend that she went to high school with that's, that's big into this bourbon game and has access to this stuff, some of this stuff. So we got it through him. Yeah, these and bottles. Then we, and then we gave it to Pat. Yeah, so it's actually gift. Pat's. As these bottles gift. are pretty. They're all pretty tough to find. And I thought the conversation about the branding was really interesting. Um, yes. You know, when you're looking at these prices, this is an example of the King Kentucky is a better one that we thought. Uh, we thought the branding is pretty great, but you know. The A.H. Taylor actually won as far as the overall brand because because of the way the bottle and the barrel, the tube itself look. But, man, I tell you what, of all these four, if you're talking like best as well as compared to bang for the buck, I think you're gonna, you got to go with the Stag Jr. Yep. I mean, that's, that's one-fifth the price. And the point differential is .08 of all five categories with four people tasting and, and, and you know, observing the, the label and things like that. Yeah. And that's stag. And, and it's interesting because stag, you know, we, you talked about the releases 
you know, twice per year. So every single release is different. Right. So 14 was, was a good one. Uh, I've heard, I've heard 15 was good. I've heard, you know, and I guess it just kind of goes up and down. So it's, it's interesting how those are, so we could have done a 15 and it might've won. Or we right. could have done a 13. It could have came in last. But you, you just, <laughs> you never know. And the same thing with the King where it's a, it's a true single barrel. So Orph and I have two bottles from the same barrel, but if we had ones from different barrels, they would taste different. Yeah, but bottom line, if you can find these bottles, don't you can worry. find any of them. Get, don't, well, again, <laughs> don't go crazy and, you know, you know, unless you got it, you know, <laughs> spend $800 on a bottle of Sazerac because that's what secondary, that's what it will go for. Well, the, you know, well that's what five, I'm saying. Like, so if you can find these on the shelves, obviously get them. It's okay to pay a little bit more. I think they're worth it, but don't go crazy. I mean, that's that's insane. I, I, that's kind of goes for for all these bourbons, right? Um, Pretty so, much. Yeah. But what I was what I, point I was trying to make is that no matter what batch it is, fourteen, fifteen, whatever, that Stag Junior, the King, the Sazerac, the EH Barrel Proof, they're all going to be freaking solid bourbons. I don't think it's a matter of this this barrel was great or this batch was good, this one was bad. I think it's more of like a, this batch was better, but the other one is still good. Right. But again, everyone's got different tastes and want different flavor profiles. Hope you enjoyed that. If you're, especially if you're into high proofs, if you can get your hands on one of these, maybe go have a sample of them. Highly recommend it. Any of them, but definitely the King, followed by the Stag Junior, E.H. Taylor, Barrel Proof, and then finally the Thomas H. Handy, Sazerac. Well, that's it for this one. Our next one, our final on location, is the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. More, more high proof, just all from the same company, all the same yeah. brand. So until next time, see you later. See you. Good bikes.